Today's daf, Mem Tes, Amr Aleph, 49a of Brachas, Friday, Chaf Vav, Shvat, Erev Shabbos Kaidish, 21st of February, the learning sponsored by the Nishas, Gittel Paravas, Betzalel, and here we go in the Hollywood Shtibol, top line of Mem Tes, Amr Aleph. A person has to insert in the branching in which we do. In fact, Rashi says Hashem. Our Rashi, if you look at the second line, Rashi says Noide, but not Noide Lacha. Um, we have we have it so we have it slightly different, but we have the general the word is there. Noide Lacha Hashem Lakenu Vialkulam Hashem Lakenu. Uh, so we have uh, So we have to express twice thanks to Hashem in benching. And if you want to minimize it, at least do one. If you don't say some expression of thanks in that's looked upon as a uh, as uh, un- uncouth behavior. If you f- conclude that second bracha, the bracha on Eretz Yisrael, with the words who uh, it, it provides as inheritance for the Jewish people, and at the end of we say, but if you insert Umay Shia Es Yisrael, Harezeh Bur. If you switch it, you're a boor, you're uh, considered an uneducated fool. Don't call it ignoramus. Ignoramus, yeah, ignoramus. You see, it's not a question of being Yitzer or not You still did Baruch Ata Hashem on the food and on Eretz Yisrael. But did you thank Hashem? You blessed Hashem, but you you expressed acknowledgement of the brachas that Hashem has given, but you didn't use the actual words "thank you." It's like, right? It's a certain training to get kids to say those two words "thank you," did, not to just say "oh yeah, great" or uh, "oh it has to be thank you." You know, those words are important. So it's it, it, it's a, you're a bore. If you didn't learn to say "thank you," you're you're an ignoramus. Whoever omits, and this is really a handoff from the previous Gemara, whoever omits uh, the covenant and the Torah in the in the second bracha, umalchus based David and the kingdom of David, in the third bracha, you did not fulfill. Your obligation is that each one or all of them collectively. Meaning, if I if I if, if a person omits one of these things, either one, yeah, anyone would 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 it would yeah, So I think he's just going back on yeah, Bris Torah and Malchus Beis David. They all have to be. They all have to be included, and we do that. So uh, benching now graduated not just about. Uh, thanking Hashem for the food, but also for all the elements and all the themes that that uh, Chazal, that this Gemara has incorporated into it,
become part of benching. Let this be a proof to Rabbi Law's statement. So this is a, the, uh, Rabbi Abba's words will be a proof to Rabbi Law. I'm Rabbi Law, I'm Rabbi Yaakov, I'm Mishum Rabbeinu. If you didn't include all these elements, you did not fulfill your obligation of the Chalta Veirachta to recite a blessing after the meal. There was a machlaikis dispute between the Rabbanan and Abiyasi. One opinion was the fourth bracha requires Baruch Atah Hashem Lekenu Melech Ha'ilam, which is how we start off, right? Baruch Atah Hashem Lekenu so what is this source of this dispute? Man, the Amar Tzricha Malchus, and this goes back to Gemara we had previously as well. The one who says it's a new bracha entirely, that the biblical obligation of grace after meals has been satisfied with the conclusion of that's the fourth blessing, that's just a rabbinical obligation, therefore it's a new category completely, requires, malchus requires a restart of Baruch Atah Hashem Leken Melcha pursuant to the guidelines that we established of bracha smucha lechaverta when we had this discussion a few days ago. And the one who holds that you don't need to say bracha is actually the opinion we had on Mem Vav Amanala 46a, I believe it was towards the bottom, that says that uh, how could it write? We had a whole machlokes about mazumin, whether you need two or three, and the Gemara says how could you have four people? Fourth bracha if it means the first one is berachas azimin, and the Gemara in fact says no, the fourth bracha does not mean that berachas azimin is included. Rather, it's referring to to uhumeitiv Ah, how could that be considered the fourth bracha benching? There is this opinion that we just read again. That the fourth bracha is an actual biblical obligation under the the requirement, and therefore you need to make uh, you don't need to say Baruch Atah Hashem to begin because it's a continuation of the bracha that you're in the middle of the Birchas Hamazay. So it all comes down to that machlekes which we had before. He says he holds you don't have to say Baruch Hashem. You don't have to say. Okay, that, that, I think it's gonna go. I th- it wouldn't make sense to say that he doesn't say anything because what do you, we don't. Uh, I don't know. What do you mean? He because wouldn't. because then Ubnei is both the end of a bracha rachim and the beginning of the bracha right. the So it must be he holds Baruch Hashem, but without the. So Rashi says what you're saying. Rashi says a miu pesech ba b'baruch l'fisha psicha hichasi masa shakula hayda achasi ve'ein have sakka v'daim l'berchas aperes amitzis. Seems like you're right that you would still say Baruch Hashem, but you wouldn't have uh, shame alchus. Shkach says the Gemara Tan Rabbanan. We have a brayse that says as follows. Mahu Chosin Babinyan Yerushalayim. What is the end to the bracha of Bainay Yerushalayim? Rabbi Yaisi Bayudai Mer Moshiach Yisrael. 
you concluded who is the savior of Israel. Mashiach Israel in Ben Yishlaim light. Does that make any sense? Ella Ema Af Mashiach Yisrael. So he added on that in our brach of Neishlaim Yakaidish Mehevi Amenu. It doesn't make sense now to conclude if you just if you just mentioned the the binyan, the tefillah for the binyan Yerushalayim that Jerusalem be rebuilt. It doesn't make sense to not include that in the conclusion of Uvnei Yerushalayim. But before that, you say that, according to this Gemara, you would also insert who rescues Israel. Okay, now starts the fun. They came to the house of the Reish Galusa. And he started Pasach Bechada Vesayim Betarti. And he concluded the bracha with two themes. So Rashi explains what, what, what did he do exactly. Pasach Bechada, Rashi says, Kishahishchel on the right hand side, Kishahishchel Bebracha Layama Rachim Na Hashem, Rachim Hashem Ayusal, Amachim Ayusal, Rachim Ella Achas Mehen. In Rachim, when the bracha, uh, the third bracha starts, he only mentioned either. Uh, Yerushalayim or or Al Yisrael Amecha, but in the Ubarach Ata Hashem Bainei Veracham of Yerushalayim Amein, he mentioned both themes, both uh, Binyan Yerushalayim and Mashiach Yisrael. So that's inconsistent. So if you look in a benching, right? You say Rachem Hashem Lekeno Al Yisrael Amecha. We say Al Yisrael Amecha the Al Yerushalayim Yerecha. We mentioned both. So then you could get away. You could understand Baruch when you conclude that bracha. Baruch Ata Hashem, Bainei Beracham of Yerushalayim, Amen. If you wanted to include Bainei Beracham of Yerushalayim, Umashia Yisrael, it would make sense because it corresponds to the first words of the Rachim, right? Rachim Hashem, Lekeno, Al Yisrael, Amecha, the Al Yerushalayim, Yerecha. But to start off like that Siddur that you're holding and conclude with, uh, uh, sorry, to start off with taking out uh, but then mention it in Bin Yushalayim, that doesn't make sense. So, Our ways inconsistent too. Okay. You're saying both and you're not concluding. Um, okay. So this is what he did. Rabbi, again, Rabbi Baruchuna, Ikhla Lubeirish Kulusa. Pasach Bechada. No, Pasach Bechada Bechayat was assigned He did the opposite, right? The opposite. He did the opposite of what we. Do we know which one or not? It doesn't say. Okay. doesn't say. Um, now the truth is it's not as inconsistent because you're not omitting something which you've been davening about which you've been talking to Hashem about till now right. but at the same time you don't introduce new elements to a bracha at the conclusion including statement right. if you're talking about Yushalayim so then you say who rebuilds Jerusalem you don't all of a sudden now add in new things I think that's a pshat if it's a bracha the conclusion shows us that it's a bracha about Yushalayim so nothing else belongs there. So Amr of Chizdek Vurasal Mechtam Betarti. You're such a guy, rabbi, such a cool guy that you, uh, you, you, you you're signing off with two brachas, like uh, you're making up your own rules as you go along. That is incorrect. His rabbi taught us that you do not include two themes 
in the conclusion of a bracha, and the Gemara now wants to analyze that statement to further understand it and apply it to other areas as well. Gufa. Rebbe Oimer in Choysmin Bishtayim. Rebbe taught us that you do not include two things uh, in the conclusion. So this is actually a bigger concept. Rashi says, and the Gemara is going to show us, because there's a problem of talking about two different mitzvahs, two different themes in the one bracha. We do not make bundles of our mitzvahs. So we try and do as many mitzvahs as possible, but we also run a risk that we will zoom them too much if you try and do too many things at once. And it'll almost seem like you're just trying to get all these mitzvahs out of the way. So packaging has its risks. To package, you know, a multi-pack, we know. There's, a, there's there may be some hidden things over there. Who knows? Says the Gemara as follows. Gufa, again, Rabbi, I'm a chazim Levi the Rabbi. Levi contradicted Rabbi's statement. Don't we say in benching, in Birchsamazan, the grace after meals, on the land and on the nourishment? So we seem to include two themes, two separate themes. The land of Eretz Yisrael and the nourishment is really two separate brachas, right? And yet we include it with one barakat Hashem, right? Uh, says the Gemara, no, that's not how you should understand it. Rather, according to Rebbe, Eretz de Mafka Mazen, a land which produces nourishment, Allah Eretz, the Allah Paris. You can ask the same question when we say Allah Eretz, Allah Paris, right? In Allah Mechia, says the Gemara, that's not a question. That's not Chavilas Chavilas. That's not packaging two brachas into one. Because Eretz, the Mafka Paris, you're really making the bracha on the land which produces the fruit. Um, right? That's good. I'm saying there's no... We could, we could relate to that. We could, we, we, could, uh, we could hear that. From the bracha, when you say Allah Eretz, the Al Hamazan, right? That's what we have as the bracha, and the Gemara says it. Allah Eretz, the Al Hamazan, Eretz, our prayers, on the land and on the food. food now you tell me on the land and on the food which co- and on the nourishment and on the food which comes from the land. Okay, but when you just translate the words, that connection is not automatically written in. Baruch Ata Hashem, Allah Eretz, the Al Hamazan, means on the, we thank Hashem for the land. The alamazan and on the food. Now we're we're, we're explaining yeah, it that it means uh, uh, on the land and on the food which comes from the land. Mekadesh Yisrael v'Azmanim. When do we make the bracha of Mekadesh Yisrael v'Azmanim? Right on on Yamtif. <coughs> Says the Gemara. That's an easy out. That's also not chavilos. Why is that not considered bundling the brachos together? Yes, the bracha is. The, the, the people who are sanctifying the times. Since 
we are the Bnei Yisrael who dec- we make the Kiddush, right? We declare the sanctity. So the bracha of Mekadesh Yisrael, the Hasmanim, also has to be understood as not a bracha on the Yisra- Jewish people and on the Chagim, but rather on the Jewish people who sanctify the Yamtif. I should take it a step further. Uh, hold on. Uh, that, that explanation, I, wa- I want to save that explanation for three lines. But that's crucial. It is crucial um, to understand that. Yisrael, the Kachin was Mekadesh Yisrael, Veroshe Chadashim. What about Rosh Chodesh? Says the Gemara, same thing. It's not two separate brachas. Yisrael, the Kachinu, the Rosh Chadashim. So these things, uh, Yamtif and Rosh Chodesh, are all based on the calendar and on the moon. And the, the Rosh Chodesh was always set by something called. Kiddush HaChodesh, when we sanctified, when two witnesses would come to Basin and declare the new moon. Was that where you were going? Yeah. Yeah, okay. However, Shabbos, Shabbos comes seventh day of the week. Well, a step further, that Yisrael is created. Is created. Mekadah is sanctified. Uh, is it's declaring. Related. It's a result. Right. Without Yisrael, so you don't have Rosh The bracha makes sense. Yisrael, the Hasmanim, means the Zmanim that the Jewish people sanctified or created. I mean, yeah. without it, if there's no Yidin in the world, you don't have Yom Tefillah. So what's an exception to the rule, to that? Shabbos. Shabbos is oh. irregardless of the calendar. Says the Gemara, what about if you have Yom Tif and Shabbos, so the bracha of the bracha is, of Musaf. Mikadesh Shabbos v'Yisrael v'Hazmanim, and in Kiddush you say that the sanctifies Shabbos Yisrael and the Yam Tovim. So how do you make that bracha? Says the Gemara, isn't that bracha chavilas chavilas? Says the Gemara, chutz mizu umayishna hacha chadahi hasam tarti. So, what is the Gemara's answer? Rashi says, is read together. Which is interesting, because it's just hard, it's hard to read it. At this point, we're changing a little bit our understanding of all these brachas of Mekadesh. When we say Mekadesh HaShabbos V'Yisrael V'Azmanim, it is one bracha that Hashem is the one that provides Kedusha, that, that sanctifies. And we're no longer going with that answer that we said, it's us who sanctify things. The bracha of Mekadesh HaShabbos V'Yisrael V'Azmanim is one element, Kedusha, holiness, that is imbued, that is placed on the Shabbos, on Yisrael and the Zmanim. But it's not saying a separate bracha on Shabbos, on Yom Tif, and on the Jewish people. It's one bracha on Kedusha. And that's how we avoid saying that it is multiple, uh, chavilas, chavilas, multiple themes being mentioned in the bracha. Yes, they're mentioned, but they're mentioned because they all have a common denominator, is that they all have Kedusha. So again, says the Gemara, you're, uh, chutz miz, uh, it's not considered multiple blessings, it's considered one bracha. Hasam, by, by, uh, by benching, 
Tarti kol chadav chadav ba'apay nafshei. Over there, uh, the theme of Mashiach Yisrael, which is where this conversation started, of trying to insert Mashiach Yisrael and Boinei Yerushalayim, those are two separate brachas. You couldn't possibly say that it's one concept, one inyan. The time of my ain't choysman b'shnayim, the fisha ain't choysman mitzvah chavilas chavilas, and this is finally where the Gemara explains the whole reasoning behind our questions here. What's the reason why I can't put two different themes into one bracha? Because ain't choysman mitzvahs chavilas chavilas. You do not make mitzvahs into uh, packages. It because then it seems like a burden. My havi Allah. It's not taking away from the previously mentioned concept that something which you did a mitzvah, right? We had by the Erev, that where you took the matzah, where you took the challah that they made the Erev for, and then he made Kiddush on it. Uh, we're not, Chavilas Chavilas is only in a place where it appears that you're ru- trying to kill two birds with one stone. You're trying to avoid making an extra bracha or doing an extra mitzvah or doing extra effort, so then it has an appearance that you're trying to get out of the work, and the mitzvah is a burden. My havi Allah, at the end of the day, when you conclude a bracha, I'm benching, what is the proper, what are we mentioning in Rachim? And what are we mentioning in Bainei Berachim of Yishalayim Amen? Amr of Sheish is Pasech Berachim Alamcha Yisrael. Chosim B'Mashiach Yisrael. If you started off with Rachim, and you mentioned the Jewish people, so then you include them in the, bra- in the concluding bracha of that, of Bnei Yushalayim. Pasach Rachim Yushalayim, Chosim Bain Yushalayim. If you started with Yushalayim, you complete it with Bainei Yushalayim. Rav Nachman Amar, Afilu Pasach Berachim Yisrael, and this is answering Barry's astoundment before, that we actually, or I think it was, right, Barry, that we actually say, but then we do, we mention both the Jewish people and Yushalayim in the beginning of the bracha, mm-hmm. but at the conclusion we say, because the Allah is almost always like Rav Nachman, and Rav Nachman says, the first wide line, you only conclude with Yushalayim, and because really that's enough of an expression on the plight of the Jewish people in exile. Because the Pasuk in Tehillim says, Hashem rebuild Yushalayim and take in the Jewish people who have been dispersed, who have been scattered. The two themes of the rescue of the Jewish people, the ingathering from exile, is the same bracha, is the same request from Hashem as the rebuilding of Jerusalem. Sit down and teach us, teach me something, let's learn something together. I don't even know how to bench. You want me to teach Mishnah and to learn? Yeah, you're going to love the story, right? the Ikla, where did this story take place? Lebei Reish Galusa, the house of the Reish Galusa, where the Rabbanim would come to the governor's mansion. Ubrichi Bechus Mazaina, and uh, I, I led the benching. I was honored to lead Bechus uh, uh, Mazain. 
V'zakfi Rav Sheshis Lakavi Elai Kechavia. And Rav Sheshis reacted like a snake. His neck turned to me like a snake that was ready to bite me. V'amai, V'amai, what did, what did I do wrong? Delay Amri, like bris, like Torah, like Malchus. For I did not insert Rish, the theory of the covenant. And all the things that we just spent the whole Amud uh, explaining how it's required. And we started off saying how you don't fulfill your obligation without. Well, guess what? I omitted it, all of them. And Rav Sheshis reacted in the way that you could have expected, like a snake. He suddenly turned to look at me. So why didn't you mention those things in the Birch Muslim like our Gemara taught us? <laughs> so, 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 so he answered, says Rav Chizda, because I wanted to do the practice in accordance with the opinion of Rav, according to Rav Chananel. If you skip them, you still fulfill your obligation of benching. Why? Because why are they not considered crucial elements to benching? And why should you skip them? Bris lefisha ain't a since al chasamta right? What do we say? Neilocha al brischa shechasamta b'vsareinu. Women, I believe, omit that from benching. Right? When women bench, they omit that line. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I am mistaken, but I remember hearing such a thing. Really? I, I, it could be that uh, only in Hollywood. No, but al brischa shechasareinu. It's a gemara. Since women are not not included in that uh, commandment, Toro malchus. Uh, women and avadim are not in that covenant. Therefore, I omitted them from the. I omitted them from the benching. So uh, you had to uh, f- abandon it. What? They do say it. They do, they do say it? Yes. Oh, so where does it come from in my mind? No, you, 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 the thought is correct, but they say Magna Vram says that, that they, since the women are not required to have a bris, right. they're considered like men that they okay. have a Okay, okay, fine. Okay. Very good. So, so I, remember, I remember the discussion. I just, yeah. you know, I, I just don't remember what the practical was. Um... So, so, so he says, well, why, did you, why did you have to abandon all the opinions of the majority and go like rap? But uh, yeah, Al-Kopan... This is very strange. That, that, that shita is a, is a, seems to be a um, video type shita. It, it seems to say you're still yatza. It doesn't say right. that's how you should bench. That, uh, that's kind of, yeah. It's um, strange that he should... So there must be a bad story. So there... Yeah. They're always trying to challenge each other, though, in like a backhanded way. Like that's that's pretty normal, you know. Maybe like I know I'm in front of this great rub who probably has a different opinion. So I'm gonna, so I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm gonna do it. So then he's asking why. You know, why did you go yeah, like that? Was looking at me like a snake. Yeah, yeah. That's the answer, right? That 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 was. He wasn't asking why. He said, yeah, I don't want... He said, obviously... Well, he said, I don't know how to bench. I don't know how to bench. Right. I, don't, I can't remember why I don't know how to bench because I, bent, I followed a certain shita and I got yelled at. But, like, but that shita seems to be a bidiyavid shita. Like, what made him... It, so, right. So you want to say... There's something going on. Right. And, and if Hanan all of a sudden, the name of Rav, all of a sudden, why wasn't that opinion mentioned earlier in the Gemara as one of the opinions? 
Why don't we bring that down? Why do I have to read about that shita in the story? Why wasn't that brought down on Memchesam and Beis? And we had the discussion about mentioning bris in inside uh, in the in the bracha. So I agree that it's uh, yeah, it's the, the language of yatsa is a language Bidiavid. Bidiavid. Right. So, so it's strange to me. This whole this story is very strange. So either he was doing what what Judah suspects. He he was testing him. He was he was yeah, actively looking to see what happened at the race school. Start the pot. My my other um, my other I don't know. There's probably different. First one, if I had to guess, I would say that maybe he felt that because there's a big uh, crowd over there by the race Tircha, some type of Tircha de Tzibura, or he didn't want to mention uh, uh, he didn't want to mention Malchus. I don't know. Okay. Says the Gemara. Omer, Rabba... He doesn't mention that the women, it says they're not required to mention, you know, this. But if they do, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. So that... Like they're an ignoramus if they even Yeah, yeah. He's not a woman. He's not saying Well, right, in this time. And no one's question is... Omer, Rabba, 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 you're supposed yeah. to say it. If you didn't say it, so you... we gotta move. Uh, in the bracha, you have to say melech You have to mention malchus. The If he's trying to teach us that every bracha requires shame malchus, we already learned that uh, from Rabbi Yechonah. It has to be mentioned twice. It should be mentioned three times. The same reason why you don't need to say earlier is because it's connected to the bracha beforehand. So to, uh, th- this is also, So, it seems like the reason why you have to mention it in Bainai Yishalayim is since we mentioned our Malchus Beis David Meshichacha, you can't talk about Malchus Beis David without rem- reminding everybody that Ultimately, the Malchus is Malchus Shamaya. Rav Papa Amar Hachi Kama. Tzricha Shtei Malchi is Labar Medida. You need two besides for the for Baruch Hashem Lekeni Malchai Lam. You need to mention Malchus twice. Yosef Rav Zera Chud Rav Gidol. Yosef Rav Gidol, Commander of Huna. They were sitting Rav Zera behind Rav Gidol, who was sitting in front of Rav Huna. The Yosef Kamer. And they said the following halacha: Tov Shabbos. If somebody forgot to say Ritzay, somebody forgot to say Ritzay, the extra insertion for Shabbos. Oimer, he has a special bracha that he can still save himself with, even though he passed by the place of Ritzay by saying Baruch Shnasan Shabbos is the Nuchali Amo Yisrael Biahava LaOisu Lubris Baruch Mekadesh Shabbos. A shortened version of bracha of a, a, on Shabbos. Amalei Man Amra. Ra man amalei man amra who taught this to you? Rav. Hada yasv kamer tov lehiska shoyam tevayim barak shnasim tari yam liama yisrael lesimchol zikarim barak makadish shal ba'zmanim. 
Then afterwards, we said there's another instance if you forgot to mention and Yalavi Yavai, the Yamtif, the Chag, then you can still add in a makeup bracha. Amalei man Amra, Rav. Rav taught that to me. What happens if you forgot? But this extra bracha for the makeup bracha, it's like you wish you had a daf, like a makeup daf. Like if you skip the daf, so maybe you have like a shortened version. Like there's no such thing, right? A concise version. No, it doesn't work like that. It only works by the extra insertions that we've mentioned here. So what about on Rishchidesh? Rishchidesh also you have a special bracha, a makeup bracha. But we didn't know whether the word simcha was also inserted and whether on Rishchidesh it was concluded Makadesh Yisrael by Rashi Chadashim or not. And whether it was taught in the name of himself or his Rebbe. Gidubar Minyaymi was sitting in front of Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman, and he observed that Rav Nachman forgot, Rav Nachman omitted uh, in benching uh, one of these things, the Hada Laresha, and he went back to the beginning. So he asked him, why did you go back? You could have just said the special insertions, you didn't have to go back to the beginning of benching. Amalei, uh, so we're not talking about the uh, because I heard from Rav Shila in the name of uh, Rav that you have to go back to the beginning. Says the Gemara, didn't we just learn a whole Gemara that Rav Huna taught us in the name of Rav, the same Rav, that he contradicted Rav Shila and he said that there is a special makeup bracha, you do not have to repeat the whole benching for forgetting it. Didn't who we had not too long ago? That you can only put in the special insertion before you said Baruch Ata Hashem for Hatoyvahametiv. So right away, once you're ready in the middle of the next bracha after you said Hashem's name in the next bracha, the makeup blessing does not help. Now, till now we were discussing benching, right? Uh, till now we were discussing benching. But now, what about in Shmoina Esrei? If you forgot these extra insertions in Shmoina Esrei. So Rav Nachman said said in the name of Shmuel, You have to repeat your Shmoina Esrei if you forgot Yalav Yavai. We do know there is a difference between Mayriv and Shachos and Mincha, but that's dependent on the previous Gemara that we had many, many moons ago. Actually, not so many, not even more than one. But uh, that... uh, that about whether Mayrev is an obligation or not. You do not repeat. What's the difference? Why is it that by you told us you do not need to repeat, but by 
by tefillah you do. I do not have the answer to that. I had that same question. Why do we make a distinction between omitting the special insertions of Shmona Esrei and Birchus HaMazin? I asked Reb Nachman, from my Rebbe Shmuel, I didn't hear the answer. Let us analyze it ourselves. It's always better they always, in the Gemara, right? If they had an answer from their Rabbeim, they always gave that answer. But if they didn't have an answer, so then they tried to figure it out. Tefillah, which is an obligation, you go back and say the whole thing. Since you're not compelled to eat food, right? There's no obligation to eat. There's only an obligation that if you ate, you are obligated to recite the blessings on the food. Therefore, we do not make you repeat it. You can't fast on tradition. Hold on. Oh, 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 what? Bread. You it, can't fast, but you can't. You don't have to have bread. Oh, 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 so that was, t- okay. So you're not letting me skip. So if you look at the top, Tysus, if you look at the top right-hand side, Tysus says, It's not cheating. You just have to say that Tysus explains it. In time at the Havah you're not allowed to fast on Rosh Chodesh. So what do you mean? I I don't have to eat. The problem is that it's premature to understand without the Gemara's next kasha. The Hachi Pirish. Pass. Who said bread? Pass. That pass is not an obligation. is not an obligation. Pass, which is what the Gemara is going to get into. Says the Gemara. On Shabbos and on festivals, where you are actually obligated to eat, and you should then, since you're required by halacha to eat, you should. Uh, uh, you should. Okay, that's that's good, but that's based on Tosis Pshat. The Gemara doesn't say that. Amalei in the Amr of Shilam Rav Ta you're right, on Shabbos and Yom Tif, you have to go back. And that's what Rav Shila was telling us. Not like Rev, not like Rav Huna taught us in the name of Rav. Says Did we not already explain? So it seems like from this Gemara, if you did not yet start the next bracha, and it's not on a day when you're obligated to bench, you can add in this extra insertion. But according to Rav Shila, the whole extra makeup bracha doesn't help on days like Shabbos and Yom Tif, according to that last answer of the Gemara. So there'd be a difference between Yom Tif and <coughs> According and to this Gemara. Oh, I don't know. Now, now you're getting very... Uh, <laughs> now you're getting very sophisticated. That Tosis talks about different Yom Tov. Um, okay. And on the sukkah, sukkahs, you mechuyev teishu kain to do it to eat the kazayas in the sukkah. Okay, says the Gemara. The main ad kama mezamnet. So we're finally getting back to a point from our Mishnah. What did we say in the Mishnah? What did we say in the Mishnah back on daf mem vav? No, it's got to be after that. Mem vav mem hey. Ahmed Aleph. No. Sorry. Uh, First page of this. Uh, of this. No, no. 
It's still back on that Mishnah? There's no, no other Mishnah in the Got it. Ad Kama. Okay. Uh, we say, so we said, how much do you have to eat? Ad the second to last line, the Mishnah on Memheyam and Aleph. Ad Kama Mazamdin, how much do you have to eat? Ad Kizayas. So we understand that's a basic machlekes, uh in order to be obligated in, in Zimun uh, that if you have three people and one of them ate a tiny amount, how small can that amount be? Says the Gemara, is it true that Reb Meir is the one who considers Kezai's participation in a meal and Reb Yehuda says a slightly larger amount, the size of an egg? Mayor says an olive, Rebutin says an egg, but we in fact learned that they hold the opposite. Somebody who's leaving Yerushalayim in his Kashavi And he has Kachim, which is not allowed to leave Yerushalayim in his hand. If he passed the, passed the place where you're able to see the base of Mikdash, he doesn't have to go back to burn it. But if he's still close enough to the base of Mikdash to return it, to burn it, he goes and puts it in the disposal area where they used to burn the stuff that was came from the, uh, the, and the wood. On how much do you have to go back? What happens if it's a brekel, if it's a crumb? It has to be at least the size of Kabeza to obligate you. The, uh, and not only that, there's another discussion also if you're holding chametz. Um, so if you went to Shech Yekarb and Pesach and you remember that you had chametz in your house, before you go, so you, how much do you have to go back to your house to get rid of the chametz? Zebezeb, both for chametz and for taking meat out of. From Kachim out of the base of out of Yushalayim, uh, is the size of the beta according to a mayor. So the uh, what's considered meal, what's considered food, what's considered chashav in value as the opposite by Yushalayim and by Chametz versus participation in the Suda. And it's possible that it's the opposite. But you have to explain why they should make such a distinction. So Amr no, do not make any distinctions. Mukhlef Sashita, either one of the, one of them is actually incorrectly recording who said which opinion. Habaya said, no, there is a distinction. One of them they're arguing about the meaning of the Pasik. It says in the Pasik, what's considered and you ate Zuachila. Savata means you ate and you drank up to the mouth of a kazayas. You have satisfied. You have to have some satisfaction to your hunger. And that minimum is the size of a kibetza. Less than a kibetza, we're assuming you're not getting any real satisfaction out of it. Maybe you're, you're, you're not starving hunger. Maybe you live. If you find a kazayas right before you run out of complete energy, so you'll live, but you're not satisfied. A beta seems like you have some, at least some satisfaction. Uh, says the Gemara, Be'ezu kebeta. Sorry, by the Beis Hamikdash and by the Chametz, it's an argument in Svar. Meir Sabah Chazar Tzai Ketumasai. 
since the shear, which defines it as existing for the purposes of Tumah, that it's considered Chashiv, is the same, will be the same shear as the requirement to return to Yushalayim or return to your house, which is Kibetzah. Don't look at Tumah, but look at what is considered possession for Isser. For Iser, Veheter, to say that you violated the laws of taking Kachim out of the base of Mikdash or having Chametz, the Shear is Kezayis, which if you go by that, a lot of our Pesach cleaning is way over the top. If up to Kezayis is not considered Iser, Ba'yu so uh, then that's the way to look at it when it comes to those two things and not for meals. Says the Mishnah, How does the Bechus Azimun, how is it structured? If it's three people, you say, We let us bench. We shall bench. But if it's three people aside from him, which obviously we're not familiar with that type of Zimun, right? You say bench, let you say bench, and you're basically excluding yourself. You're not saying we will bench or let us bench. You say uh, bench Hashem. Basara, if you have ten people, wow, beautiful. You say we will bench Hashem. but if it's eleven people, if it's you who's leading the benching and ten others, you switch again to barchu. A blessing to Hashem. So you're kind of excluding yourself from that number because you're not part of that number. Without you, they have that number. Is that what it means? Well, uh, so how would it really work? Um, baruchu, would you say Baruchu and everybody would answer you? I don't know how that would work because we don't do it. Uh, but we, right, Nevarech we know. We say Rabbi Yisrael Nevarech and everybody answers it makes sense that 11 and 4 would have the same bracha, right? Well, 11, you would say bracha, you would say alikeni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what you ask. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Whether it's 10 or 10,000, 10,000, you have to add alikeni. But maya. If you have a hundred people, and the, the order will be a little tricky, you say, we will bench, and you mention Hashem Elekeinu, if you're a hundred and one, so again, you're excluding yourself from the hundred, so then you say Hashem Elekeinu, but you also switch the word from Nevarech to Baruch. If you have a thousand, like you said earlier with a hundred, but you add in, since you have a thousand people benching, you add Yisrael. If you're a thousand one, I'm above. Okay, we get it. But Reboy, 10,000, I'm a 10,000 people benching, like a rabbi's tish, right? Let us bench Hashem, the God of the world, the God of the Jewish people. The God of the hosts. Yoshev HaKruvim, who sits on top of the Kruvim. And on the food that we ate. If you have 
So you just switch the word Baruch, everything else remains the same. The same manner which you have changed and altered your, the leader's benching, the people who respond will also alter their response. Baruch Hashem, if you have all the people there, 10,000 people will change what they say. I, I, I wonder if in practice, I mean, we, we, we've had places where there's 10,000 people benching together. You go to a Rebbe's wedding, a Rebbe's tish, you have 40,000 people. And most of them ate washed or ate at home and benched together. So I wonder what, what? When you venture. But it could be this is not uh, what we go like. All the fundraisers who are going to call they everybody know. and tell everybody what an amazing event they've counted. They've counted. Uh, you don't make such distinctions between one th- uh, uh, hundred, a thousand, ten thousand, a uh, hundred thousand. I'm Rabbi Akiva. Mamatzinu bebeis haknesses. Echem rubim, echem muatim. I'm a brachas Hashem. And Rabbi said the whole thing is not applicable. The same way in shul, when you say Baruch Hashem am Vayrach, by Baruch by the Chazan's Baruch he doesn't change it based on the amount of people that are in shul, even if he could figure out the difference. So too, by Baruch Hashem if it's Nevarech, you don't change it. He's basically agreeing with Rabbi Akiva, but he's saying the correct way to say it would be Baruch Hashem am to add in am the one who is blessed. So Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Meir seem to be saying you do not make a distinction between the, these numbers. Omar Shmuel says the Gemara, second line from the bottom. This Mishnah goes against everything we learned about participation in the Tzibur. You're telling me that if four people are benching, I should put my, a separate description, say, Bench Hashem to the three people, Baruch Hu, as opposed to Nivareich. Nivareich says, let us bench. Baruch Hu says, bench. And it doesn't include yourself. So he's questioning all the Baruch So he's questioning the whole concept in the Mishnah of switching to the who. Anytime it's three and one, ten and one, a hundred and one. In fact, we learned in the, in, in the Mishnah, and our Mishnah taught us that you do exclude yourself. Ema says the Gemara Af Barchu. So what does that mean? Af Barchu. Rashi explains top of Nun Amud Aleph Shaper Dami You if you said Barchu and you were four people and you didn't include yourself, you're Yitzah. But of course, this concept of not excluding yourself from the tzibur is the right way to go. The Amr of Ada, I'll make it a little easier for Josh. The Amr of Ada, Rehava, Amri, Amri Bey Rav, Tanina, we learned, Vav Nechelkin Ad Yud. 
six through ten, six through ten, you, if you have enough people for two Muslims, you could say, listen, you guys have a Zimun and we'll have a Zimun. And it'll be more of a covered because more people will be leading the Birchus Azimun. If you tell me that we'd rather you use the inclusive language where you don't exclude yourself, which we said doesn't, uh, uh, could apply whether you have Mishum Haki Nechlekin, it makes sense to split up because there's no gain to having a Muslim of, uh, of nine over six over three, right? Uh, oh, ten over th- three. Sorry, but if you tell me that I'd rather say Barucho as opposed to Nevarech and we don't care about the fact that you're excluding yourself, am I Nechlekin? Don't you want at least four? So why would you split up a group of six, let's say, or nine into three Muslims? Then nobody gets to make Barucho. Says the Gemara, in fact, you're right. That it's better to have an inclusive language where you're not excluding yourself from the tzibur, then baruchu, which is maybe more, uh, which is uh, than baruchu. Uh, because it's Friday, I'll conclude with a short vart that I saw. The Shem Shmuel, I'm sure many others also ask that of all the mishpatim to lead off in Parshas mishpatim, what do we start off with? Kisikna Eved Ivri, an esoteric case where it doesn't even apply in much, uh, uh, many places. Even when they came to Eretz Yisrael, there was no Eved Ivri till Yovel was instituted till 14 years after they arrived in Eretz Yisrael. And of all the halachas, that's the first one to start off with. Furthermore, and there's many answers that people give, furthermore, he's sick now Eved Ivri. He's not even, at the time that you're acquiring him, he's not even an Eved yet. Can't you call him an Ivri while you're buying him still? Give him a little bit more dignity. So the Shem Shmuel explains that ultimately what are we talking about? We're talking about somebody who was sold by Basin, not somebody who sells themselves willingly. Why were they sold by Basin? To pay off a debt for being a Ghana, for stealing. Shem Shmuel explains his problem is not that he needed money and his problem is not that he believed he had access to other people's money. His problem is one problem. That his, his belief in Anoichi Hashem Aleikecha, his Amuna in Hashem was deficient. And that lack of Amuna is what enabled him to even contemplate to be able to do such a crime of stealing. It's ultimately about Amuna. Amuna is something which a person has in their heart. It's not relevant to whether you're sold as a slave, you're not sold as a slave. You either have Amuna or you don't. You could be a slave who acquired Amuna. And you could be a person who's not a slave but doesn't have any amuna, and you're therefore enslaved to the eight Sahara. So Kisikna Evid Ivri with Taka talking, he is an Evid already. He's considered an Evid already because he was stole because of a lack of amuna. And the first mitzvah, the first mishpatim that we're going to talk about, is going to be related to the Anoichi Hashem Kacha, the most important part of Sarah Satibris. So what we view as an esoteric concept of an Ebed Ivri is in fact talking to every person that every mitzvah that you're not going to do or you're going to do, all the laws of Hashem, ultimately it comes down, your observance of them boils down to how strong your Amunah is and how much of a free Ben Chayron you are because you have Amuna, and how much of an Ebed you are, how much of a servant you are to the Sahara because of a lack of Anoichi Hashem. I have a wonderful Shabbos.